This is episode number 204 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This is part four of a four-part series covering 101 of the best public speaking tips that I've ever come across, uh, and, and we're going to go over the last 25 uh, on this episode. Mm. This week, we're covering the final 25 of those tips. By the way, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, make sure to leave me a comment or a review uh, wherever you download the, the podcast and where you download the show. Also, don't forget about our YouTube channel. It's at youtube.com slash fearless presentations online. That's all one word, no punctuation, or you can just search for fearless presentations on YouTube to find it. Uh, the episode, by the way, is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear and become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in, actually, we've got classes in Dallas and Atlanta, but that's this week. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there's still a couple of seats left in that one, but it's likely going to close by about Wednesday or so of this week. Uh, we also have classes coming up in Miami, Charlotte, Philadelphia, Houston, and Phoenix. Uh, and we have one more virtual class scheduled next week. Uh, and I think we've got two seats still open in that, that virtual class. So if you're in a city that I haven't mentioned and, uh, and it's going to be more difficult for you to travel to get to a session, the virtual class is a fantastic option. For details about any of those programs, just go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so let's get on with today's topic. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a series of 101 public speaking tips that you can use as a roadmap to improve your presentation skills. Uh, I've got, I'm, I'm going to go through these, by the way, at lightning speed. So, you, so if you want additional information about any of the tips, just click on the link in the show notes. We actually have every single one of these tips written up in a, in a post, and it's got links to additional information about each one of the tips for some of the other blog posts or podcast episodes that we have on each one of these things. So it's got tons and tons of, of great information. So like I said, we'll go through this pretty quickly, and, and we've covered 75 so far. This week, we're going to cover the last 100 or so. And um, last week, by the way, I, I started by giving you the first part of a list of places where you can go to practice your presentation. And, and I told you last week that I've kind of put these in order. The, the first couple that I gave you last week are going to be think, places where you can kind of go and for free. It's short. It's uh, they're, they're, you know, typically they're 10 or 15 minute presentations to, uh, to like in rotary clubs and that kind of thing. Those are, are fantastic places to go practice your delivery because you have a real audience there. There are people who 
who um, are are there in the audience. They, you can you can really master the part, master the um, the concept of speaking in front of a group by going to some of these things. As we progress further down the list, though, these are things that you don't want to try these out first. Make these you know as you kind of get more comfortable speaking in front of a group. These are places that you can go practice and actually generate income from it if you if you do it really well. So the first of those is number seventy six. Tip number seventy six is you can do lunch and learns. So especially if you're a salesperson or if you're if you want to speak to um, employees at a specific client's office or something like that, you can actually just buy them lunch and offer to teach them something about your industry. Uh, tip number 77 is you can do that same thing, but do it virtually through a teleseminar or webinar, uh, Zoom call, that kind of thing. Uh, by the way, just by promoting a free or sometimes paid teleseminar on your website, you can you can off you can often get a nice following of people who will be happy to um, gain a little bit of your of your expertise. So as long as you're covering something that's important to them, um, for a, a good example, of this by the way is let's say you're a dentist, right? You're a dentist. Well, if you can teach somebody how to how to whiten their teeth. And you can, you can charge money for that. You can actually go and create a, a seminar. You can do it online and that way you get a, a bigger reach, that kind of thing. So you got to kind of get a little bit creative, but these are great places to, to practice your speeches. Tip number 78 is you can speak at association meetings in your specific industry. By the way, just so you know, no matter what industry you belong to, chances are there are at least one or maybe even more associations for that that uh, companies like yours can be a member of. All you have to do is just join one or, or more of these associations and, and then look for meetings or events where you can speak and become an influential member of your industry. Tip number 78 is you can do the same thing, speak at association meetings, but do it in client industry. So wherever your clients gather, become a vendor for that industry and, and speak at their meetings, uh, speak at their, their trade shows or whatever it is. Uh, if, if you sell, by the way, to a specific industry, make sure and become a part of that association and then attend the, the trade shows and meetings. And by speaking within these groups, you're going to be seen as the go-to person or the go-to company for that specific industry. Tip number 80 is really close, but it's trade show. So if you if you attend a trade show and purchase booth space, consider purchasing the booth space that's adjacent to you and fill it with folding chairs. I do this all the time, by the way, and especially in the early days when people didn't know who I was, but I knew that that if I could get in front of a group of people and, and tell them what I do, then I, I would gain customers or, or clients. So basically all I did was when I went to a trade show, I just purchased two booths and the booth next to me, I just put up chairs and a whiteboard. And basically I put a sign up that would say what the topic was going to be next every 30 minutes or so. And, and once I started speaking, people would kind of gather, they would, a lot of times they just want to sit in the chairs, but the heck if they're sitting in the chairs resting, instead of walking around the trade show, they're listening to me and I get a chance to kind of pitch them or I tell them about who I am. Tip number 81 is you can do marketing seminars and you can do that. I would encourage you to do that by reservation, though. Uh, In-person marketing seminars can be a, a great way to get in front of a lot of potential audience members. Um, like, for instance, financial planners will often offer a free retirement seminar because they know that anybody who attends will likely be a good potential client for them or good potential customer for them. Tip number 82 is to do a paid seminar. So seminars that individuals can attend by paying a fee, 
can can be a great way to promote yourself and be and because you are gaining income from your efforts, it, it's way more valuable for you. So when individuals pay a fee to attend a seminar, they're much more likely to show up. By the way, if you give them a free program or a free uh, session, a lot of times they may register. They oh man, I'll go to that, and then they'll get busy and then not attend because they're not going to lose anything. However, if they have to pay a fee to come to this thing, they're much more likely to actually show up. Tip number eighty three is to do paid consulting meetings. So you can also charge individuals or groups of people to attend consulting or coaching sessions with you. This is a nice way to help customers implement your your products or services without losing money. You know, the the meetings, they can be in person, they can be online, on Zoom calls, teleconference. Um, So you've got a lot of flexibility. Uh, And then tip number 84 is it's kind of an old standby, but it's it's uh, being been revitalized because of technology. It's go on radio and TV shows. Now, although there are still great opportunities to speak on traditional TV, especially in local areas, local news programs, that kind of thing, or local radio programs as a guest. The internet has opened up a lot of doors for additional speakers. Um, internet radio is big, podcasts, YouTube channels, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and it's getting bigger all the time. And, and many hosts are, are constantly looking for interesting people to interview for these shows. Tip number 85 is, is YouTube. YouTube and other online video services are a great way to make a single presentation get replicated over and over and over again. So basically what you can do is you can make short two to three minute information videos or informative videos teaching something about your industry and then post them on YouTube. And then if you post them, you know, once every week or so, you can gather a following by getting people to, to watch your videos. Tip number 86 is you can do a podcast, especially if you've already done the video, you can just make a podcast of the videos that you've already created. Um, As you add more videos to your library, you can offer them as podcasts. You know, basically, uh, all you really have to do is just Google podcast for a list of of podcast directories. Um, And and you can attract a group of followers who get access to your, your videos every time you post one or your audio podcast every time you post one. It's a good way to, to gather a, 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 a group of people who are like-minded, who, who, who want the things that you're providing to the, to the industry. Tip number 87 is the last of the places where you can kind of practice. It's a joint venture seminar. So these are really fun because uh, you, you can, you, it's, it's the same as when you do a, a, um, uh, a paid session or a paid seminar with uh, by yourself but this time if you if you do a joint venture with somebody who is not competing against you but maybe has a similar uh, clientele you can partner up with those people and um, and especially if they're promoting to the same market and and um, you and you can get you can double or triple or quadruple your reach by doing something like that for instance if uh, if you build websites you can partner with a social media expert and then also partner with a graphic designer and then partner with a video person and then teach people how to build killer websites. So you can do a, a one-day seminar to kind of show people how to do it. And every person that shows up is a good prospect for you. All right. So the, the, the next to last section of tips that we're going to provide are public speaking tips for sales teams. When you deliver a group presentation, I kind of saved this for last because this is one of those things that's a little bit more complicated. And so you want to put more thought and more preparation into it. So tip number 88 
is if you are delivering a group presentation of any type, whether it's sales or, or any type of group presentation, you want to prepare your team ahead of time. So for many high level, especially high level sales presentations, the purchasers want to hear from the team members who they are going to be working with on that project. So um, you don't you you don't want to let the first time people, the first time you don't want it to be the the first time that they actually speak in front of a group is when they're actually in front of a customer or in front of a client. So so it's a good idea to kind of get the folks who are going to be speaking at these high level meetings to do some of those things that we just mentioned in that last section, get them on a podcast, get them on an interview, something like that, get, do that a few times so that they get more comfortable in their own skin when, especially when they're in front of a group. And, um, and you can get, by the way, you can get your team professional presentation coaching. And, and, and that's one of the things that we do at our company where, um, where we provide an instructor or a, a public speaking expert to go out and work with that team to kind of run them through that presentation a few times. I mean, if you've got a huge contract on the line, that's a, that's a very small investment to make sure that you get that big deal. Tip number 89 is when you're preparing the presentation and then when you're delivering it, you want to talk about them. Talk about the audience. Don't talk about you. Many presenters mistakenly cover a lot of detail about how great they are, how great the presenter is. You know, um, how, They want to talk about how much experience that they have and how they're the best thing since sliced bread. Well, guess what? The audience doesn't really care much about that stuff. They, they've got problems and they want the speakers to be able to solve the problem. So show, show the people in the audience that you can help them solve their problems and they're going to like you a whole lot better. Tip number 90 is to show uh, the client that you are a team. <laughs> when Anytime you're doing one of these group presentations, the client wants to know, hey, can they work with you? And if they see that you're working well as a team, they're going to like you a whole lot more. So you want to edify each other when you introduce the next speaker, build the next person up by sharing his or her expertise with the, with the audience, get the entire team involved in the, the presentation and you'll do a whole lot better. And then the last one is tip number 91, which is to use showmanship. Now, I know I covered this as one of the impact ideas, but showmanship is it, it's just vital to a big sales presentation. So you want to call extra attention to this one. You and your team have to be memorable. You have to be different. So before every presentation, you want to come up with something new, something different that you know other your competitors are not going to be doing. Uh, so one real quick thing before we actually get into the, the last session, which is, or the last group of tips, which is kind of a little funny. We want to talk a little bit about question and answer session. So what the heck do you do if somebody gives you a specific amount of time at the end of a presentation to, to uh, answer a question? So the, the first thing that you want to do is kind of understand the, the purpose of that question. So the first few tips that I'm going to give you is are, are, are ways to identify what's the purpose of that question. So tip number 92 is how to answer questions for clarity. So these are the easiest questions that you're going to get asked. Um, and that's where somebody is just trying to get clarity about something that you've said. So the questioner has the, per, the reason the person is asked the question is that person is confused or maybe it just it's just that they're curious. And, and a lot of times they're just looking for a simple answer. So in these situations, just answer the question quickly and maybe add in an example if you need to, to, to clarify it even further. But those are really, really easy. The tip number 93, though, is what do you do if somebody asks you a question to test you? So sometimes audience members 
may ask aggressive questions to try to test you or to throw you off to see how you handle it. So a good way to answer these, these, this specific type of question is with an example or a story related to that issue. Then after you finish that quick story or that quick example, then give them advice or give them solutions. Um, by the way, I'll, I'll put uh, details in the show notes about some places that you can go to get further clarification on that particular thing. One of the other things that you can do, though, if you have a, a specific question and answer period at the end is tip number 94, you want to set a time limit, set a time limit. So what, basically, two to five minutes is kind of standard at the end of a presentation, but some presentations require 15 minutes. By the way, that is a horrible thing to do. If you're setting up a presentation, 15 minutes is way too long for a question session. But regardless of, of the time limit, whatever it is, whether it's two minutes or five minutes or 15 minutes, you, you do want to set that time and then keep to it. So tip number 95 is sometimes during that process, especially the, when you ask four questions, you may not get anybody to respond. So tip number 95 is to ask the first question if you need to. A lot of times audiences are hesitant to ask the first question because they're nervous. You know, they're like, I don't really have a question or they don't want to be the first one to kind of speak up. So in that situation, you can ask your own first question. You can say something like, hey, a question that I'm often asked is, and then pick a question that is helpful to the audience if you answer it. And that usually works pretty well to kind of prime the pump. All right, tip number 96 is when the time expires, that time that you set a couple of, a couple of uh, tips ago, then end the question session. So if, if, you, if, if you can have a few more question askers waiting for you at the end of the session, then that works really well. So just say, hey, I'm out of I'm out of time. But for those of you who weren't able to, I wasn't able to get to, I'll be at the back of the room, um, and then basically kind of go back there, right? Um, this creates the the a, a, um, a crowd of energy around you after after your presentation, and and gets people to interact with you in a more personal way versus a lot of times when we're in front of the group, it's more of a monologue. It becomes more of a dialogue at the back of the room. All right. So just for fun, for the last few, the last uh, three, three or four of the 101 ways that you can become a better speaker or public speaking tips, I'm going to cover the seven deadly sins of presenting. Now, for those of you who were math people, you're like, wait a minute, we were just on 96 and there's seven more. Wait, that's going to put us over 101. And I know that, but I'm an overachiever. I want to give you more than 101 tips, right? I promised you 101 tips. I'm going to give you a little bit more. So number, uh, but hopefully these will be a little funnier. Uh, so tip number 97 is thou shalt not go over time without consent. So if somebody gives you 30 minutes, make sure your presentation goes no longer than 30 minutes. Tip number 98, to uh is human, but too many can be annoying. So if you get nervous when you speak and you start doing the ers and the ums and you knows, you want to practice that a little bit more. Uh, maybe take a public speaking class like we offer at Fearless Presentations that will help you reduce those, those word whiskers. Tip number 99 is thou shalt not talk monotonously. I can't even say it. Monotonally. Monotonally. Thou shalt not speak monotonally. Uh, basically, have some energy. Have some enthusiasm. Don't be a boring speaker. And then tip number 100 is you want to avoid shop talk. Nine audience will be confused. So, so basically, don't use those uh, the technical presentations, the acronyms that you guys use at your industry. 
especially when you're speaking to people outside of your industry, it's going to be confusing. Tip number 101 is thou shalt not speak whilst the audience readest thy slide. So basically make your PowerPoint presentations, your, your visual aids, very simple for people to kind of read and uh, make, them, make them short. That way uh, you're not speaking while they're trying to read. Uh, tip number 102 is, is um, thou shalt shan't read endless excerpts to thy audience. So don't, don't just do a bunch of reading. A lot of times the big mistake that people make is they, they read, click, read, click, read, click, read, click, read, click. And, and the people in the audience are going, well, wait, why do we need that guy that's in front of the room? Jeez, I could have just read these myself, right? And then the last one, tip number 103 of the 101 tips is thou shalt shan't dump endless data upon thine audience. So basically make your presentations kind of short and concise don't overwhelm them with a lot of data that they're going to forget anyway. Make it really audience focused and you'll you'll do really well. Anyway, so hopefully you had some fun with these. Uh, make sure and, and go to fearlesspresentations.com for the show notes uh, because we've got tons of additional tips or, or, or things that you can add into the tips that we've covered that, that make them even more practical uh, in, on a day-to-day basis. So we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.